Episode 208 of the Morning Skate. Yeah, Ked here with Hal. Hal is back. Surprised Hal is back with what's going on in the playoffs right now. I'm sure we'll kind of get into that a little bit. I can't wait to hear his thoughts on the Bruins. But, uh, Hal, how's everything going, man? It's good, dude. Uh, Feels good to be back. I mean, I kind of called this one. I think the bottom line for me, uh, this COVID-shortened season, shorter offseason as a podcaster – this is definitely like the time of year where like if Ked asked me to do a podcast, I just don't respond like June 8th. Um, the only difference is like the playoffs are happening. Sucks I missed last week because I think the Bruins were up like 1-0 in the series when you recorded last week. So that would have been like a good one. But I'm actually happy I wasn't here because I probably would have made some fucking terrible predictions. That's fine. I can't wait to get like where you're at. Um I, I can I hear your the excuses already come with the COVID short season and no camp. That's for me, dude. That's not for the Bruins. That's just for me. Personally. Okay, I'm I'm just fucking around, dude. Uh, before we get into it, guys, this episode is brought to you by Canine Brands. Head over to CanineBrands.com. Use the promo code TMS25 to save 25% off your order. Uh, we actually have a special podcast coming up that BizDev did. I think that will come out within the next couple weeks. And he also did one with the guys who do Mars Blade. So. Head on a school for those. We just have a lot of playoff hockey to talk about. A little bit has to do with the draft, but <laughs> I think we just kind of send it. So here we go, NHL in the news. All right, NHL in the news time. By the way, uh, to stay focused while listening to this, check out the Can I Boost Focus and Energize Sublingual Oil. I'm not going to do the live uh, droplet this week just because I feel like it's getting kind of played out, but check back next week. Maybe I'll just start mixing shit and we'll figure it out. But uh, I think we kind of have to start out with one of the theories that we, I don't know if anybody kind of saw this coming. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens swept the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they won game one, five, three, game two, one, nothing, game three, five, one, and game four, three, two, and overtime. Uh, there's just a couple things I wanted to <coughs> kind of hit on. Emily Kaplan got a text from an NHL player last night that made her laugh. Montreal eliminated more teams than last week than Toronto has in 17 years. This league, man, kind of a rough look, especially with that whole five-year plan that Dubas had. And you had, Ber- Ber- is it Bergevin? Bergevin? I love that guy. We'll, we'll kind of talk about that in a little bit, but... I think the first things first was the Shifley suspension on a hit on, is it Josh Evans, Jake Evans, Jake Evans, no former Notre Dame captain. I actually saw Habs fans at one point were referencing this guy uh, as the next uh, Philip Deneau, which I thought might be a little early to say that, but he's a really good two way forward um, and a good player. I I'm really happy that this happened. Like after you guys recorded the podcast, because I felt like it was kind of hot take season on both sides. Uh, so I'm kind of curious to see where you land. Uh, if you didn't see it, it Evans went for pretty much an empty net goal. Shifley was hard on the back check, stopped moving his feet around the blue line, and then just lit him up. A lot of people saying, ban him forever, suspend him forever, this and that. Shifley's family got a lot of shit. Uh, to me, was the hit unnecessary? It was probably unnecessary. And I might get a lot of grief for this. But that's the hit that, like, as a hockey player, and you're going to throw a hit, and you know it's going to be big, and the guy has his head down, and you're like, I'm going to fuck this guy up. That's exactly what he did. Uh, He did keep his shoulder down. It's unfortunate that Evans did get hurt. Like, that blows. But 
you knew a suspension was going to come with everything that's going on. I think the New York Rangers kind of kicked the department of player safety right in the nuts to get them to actually start doing their job. Um, again, unfortunate that he got hurt, but dude, I haven't seen, I haven't seen a hit that hard in a really long time. Yeah. I mean, it was a huge hit. It was an explosion. I, I don't know where I land on this, honestly. And I still don't like he got four games. I feel like if I had to guess, I thought he should have, or he would have gotten two. And then uh, if I was in charge, I might've said like one. And I don't even really know what I'm giving him one for. Cause if you look at it, I don't, the one thing that drove me nuts, first argument, um, he should have just played the puck. Like any coach will tell you like the best way to like remove that guy from the puck is like, maybe you throw in a stick lift, but you also have to throw the body at him. Like, uh, I don't know. I felt like that was the right play. They were down by one. Their goalie was pulled with a minute left and he didn't want them to score. Uh, yeah. What right? do they want him to do? Just to hold L one on the fucking on the PS four controller? Just come down with the fucking with the poke check the whole way? Like no, he, he was on the tracks. He was on the fucking tracks. Yeah, and so two people said it was charging. So he's on a back check, right? So he back checks all the way. Um, Which, by he, the way, we should be talking about that because back checking is not a part of either of our games, and it's just nice to see somebody back check hard. And it's actually funny too. Um, this is like a Corsi nerd stat, but apparently Mark Shifley like back is like one of the least willing to back check in the league per like the statistics. Oh, least willing or most willing? Least like he's not a back checker. Which I kind of so like, but you like it. Your star player's back checking with a minute to go. But with the charging, he like stops moving his feet. He glides for a couple of seconds. So I think that negates charging. Like maybe I'm wrong on that. Number three, I don't know if the principal point of contact was to the head. So like I don't really know what I'm sus- suspending him for. He's injured, but like if he wasn't injured, do you think there would have been a suspension? I don't think so. I think the fact that he got injured, I think a lot of people are saying it's unnecessary, this and that. It's fucking hockey. Um it, dude, it's so weird. There's no way he was gonna stop that goal other than he him hitting that guy. And I saw Sean Avery kind of say, like, hey, pick up your fucking head, it's the playoffs. And I don't think he's really wrong by saying that. Like if you have the puck there, you would have thought like maybe you look over your shoulder, like kind of see where everybody's gonna be at. I I don't know. He ended up scoring, right? The puck went in. Yeah, he he did score. So he like, fought for it. He fought for it. He tried. I don't know, man. I just it's one of those things because you look at like Tom Wilson or like Ryan Reeves, like the suspensions he's got in these playoffs. I feel like those are way dirtier. Like I feel like this is just more of a hockey play. But people think because he was pissed off. It was on purpose. I don't know. I thought he was going to get suspended regardless. I thought four games might have been a little tough. Dude, what was that thing that you texted me that one day where you're like, can you believe this? This is ridiculous. Somebody saw some some sign that Winnipeg put up that oh, was like yeah. attack, and it's like, oh, you can't say that. Shut the fuck up, dude. Hunt, kill, oh, and attack. God. Yeah, like, people are mad they had a hunt, kill, and attack. But, like, that's just, like, I don't. Like that's in like every locker room, and I guess they're saying that's the problem. But it's not like it's not like I look at that sign. I'm like, yeah, like I'm gonna go fucking kill somebody because somebody put up like a poster on the wall. Yeah. So if the poster said "separate the man from the puck using your body," it would have been fine. All right. Yeah, but like there were guys, there were kids in like college dorm rooms that had Scarface posters on their walls, but like they weren't like slinging dope. They weren't Medellin, dude. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like I just I I thought that was fucking ridiculous, but. We can move on. I feel like we're like a week late on it, but it kind of feels good to be a week late. It does because everything's kind of calmed down a little bit. That's just insane to me. Like that, that'd be like saying a Saturdays are for the boys flag is 
just the most brutal thing ever because women just aren't allowed. Like, dude, it's a fucking expression. Chill out. Like that. Those are the types of people we need out of hockey. Yeah, I guess. Dude. That's where I wasn't at. listening to you, so I hope I agreed to something. Okay. Um, <laughs> couple things I kind of want to talk about. Cole Caulfield looked really good. Uh, Tyler Toffoli wrote that Players Tribune article. Um, and I mean, he's, he's leading their team in points, four goals, six assists. Carey Price is eight and three with a 935 save percentage, 197 goals against. Pretty good. Petrie didn't play in the last game. He dislocated to his fingers. Don't worry, the doctor popped it back in. He's going to need surgery afterwards, but I guess he's going to be ready to go in the next series. To me, I'm kind of comparing the Canadians to the Islanders in a sense that they can just roll their fucking lines. And you're kind of starting to see the got the teams that have like those top, top, first lines and it's not that the first lines aren't producing because they are but it's they can't do everything and i think that that's kind of what's playing out with the canadians i think that's kind of what's playing out with the islanders i i have some stats i want to redo in terms of the bruins when we get to that but to me it just seems that they're deep dude they're having fun suzuki is fucking really really good i thought uh the reason why the canadians have suzuki i'm pretty sure that pick was supposed to be Winnipeg's pick, but Winnipeg traded that pick so Vegas would take um, Vegas would take Chris Thorburn in the expansion draft instead of two other prospects. So Nick Suzuki, hypothetically, could have been a Winnipeg Jet. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, what what do you have on this? Do you think the Montreal Canadiens are a team that? And everybody talks about the North Division being soft, and I think next I mean next round we're clearly going to see what's going to be going on, but. I mean, I'm thoroughly impressed by this team in terms of what they were able to accomplish within that division. I know everybody says the Leafs blow up, but, dude, the Leafs are still a pretty good fucking team. Winnipeg, I think losing Shifley definitely hurt, but, like, they're still, like, kind of deep. They have guys that have been there, done that. What do you have on Montreal? Yeah, I don't don't know, man. I can't figure it out. Uh, I agree they're deep, right? Like, if you look at what uh, Armia, Stahl, Perry's their fourth line – that line gets it done. I do have concerns though. Like if they have to play, um, if they have to play Colorado or Vegas in the next round, can they like bang bodies? You know what I mean? I guess with I Colorado, you don't have to worry about it as much, but with Vegas, I feel like they're going to get out muscled. They're just that annoying ass team, and they yeah. just keep coming well, at you in waves over and over and over again. Yeah, so it's definitely it's Habs hockey. Like I agree, it's deep. I, I my question mark to me is their coach, Ducharme, Duchesne, whatever his name is. I don't get it, right? So if you look back at the series, he doesn't – or back at the beginning of the playoffs, he doesn't put in Caulfield. Uh, who else didn't he put in? Koke and Yemi? It was Caulfield, like, Koke and Yemi, and Romanov all didn't start the playoffs. And neither did Jake Evans. Uh, he came in – I think that was his first or second game when he got injured. It was so his like, birthday too, I think. Happy birthday. So I just don't get – I just don't get how their coach made those decisions to start. And I know he corrected them, but I just don't know if I trust him yet. Does that make sense, dude? Like, he could be a wild card with his scratches. Like, None I, of it makes sense, but it's working. So it's yeah. like. Right, yeah. exactly. So, like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he was just playing the long con the whole time. Uh, Tatar's been scratched, though. That's weird. Like, I feel like if the Habs really want to win a cup, I feel like Thomas Tatar, people can shit on Thomas Tatar all they want, but, like, he scores goals. He's a point guy. He scores goals. Like, they definitely are going to need him in the next round. So hopefully, I don't really know what's going on with that. And then Carey Price, right? So it comes down to Carey Price. I don't really think they have a great chance in the next round. We'll see because they've proved me wrong twice now. I didn't think they were going to win either of these series, right? So 
I have two things. This is the most endearing Montreal Canadiens team I've ever watched. Normally, they just they just rub me the wrong way. For some reason, I'm like kind of rooting for them a little bit. Like it, they're just kind of. I mean, do they have a superstar? Like I don't. Other than Carey Price, which some people would say that he's not a superstar. Like it's just a bunch of fucking good old boys that are out there fucking playing hockey. And then the other thing, I love Bergman, 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 whatever. He looks like Willy Wonka in a red suit. He's jumping up and down. He's with the boys. He's fired up. Like that was kind of cool to see, you know, somebody in his stature, I guess, just lose a shit. Like I, I like seeing stuff like well, that. Well, he's we talked about it before. He's been on the hot seat for like twenty years, it feels like. Every single right, every single trade deadline, it's the same thing. Bergman's <laughs> fucking making wild moves. You remember he said he wasn't gonna bring in veterans, then he traded for Eric Stahl the next day. And then people were kind of laughing at him. They're like, you traded all that to lose to the Leafs in the first round, and now he's he's going on to the third round. So it's kind of like, fuck you. So I'd be pumped to fire him too. I think he probably solidified his job again, but it feels like by the end of next year, he'll probably be back on the hot seat somehow. Always on the hot seat. <laughs> so that's Canadians, Jets. Now we're going to roll into your team, the Bruins and the Islanders. That's up 3-2 right now. Boston won the first game 5-2, then the Islanders bounced back and won in overtime, then the, then the Boston bounced back and won in overtime, and then the Islanders took a game 4, 4-1, and game 5, 5-4. I think that first overtime game that the Bruins lost might come back to bite them. I'm, we'll see. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, Pierre Maguire said that due to bad ice in games 1 and 2, the NHL had ice guru Danny Craig to Boston to make sure it was ready for game 5. You look at Boston, right, dude? Like – their guys, the guys that need to produce are producing, and we I touched on this a little bit earlier. Pasta, McAvoy, Marshan, Bergeron, and Krejci, 14, 11, 10, 9, and 7 with points. It falls to 5 after that with Taylor Hall and Smith, and then it just it honestly just wipes out in terms of points. So all their points are coming from their top line. Second line is there, but I think it would need to be a little bit more. But getting no production from your third and fourth lines, you're not going to win a cup. And you remember what I said when we first started doing playoff predictions. I said it completely depended on how the Boston Bruins third and fourth lines were going to do. And as of right now, I don't really think they've shown up. Um, there were a couple other things that kind of went on. The refs, uh, Bruce Cassidy was fined $25,000 for his public comments. He pretty much called the New York Islanders the New York Saints. Anson Carter thought that was a football team, a wild move. Nick Ritchie got fined $5,000 for elbowing Scott Mayfield. This is something that I wouldn't like if, as a Bruins fan. Brandon Carlo, Kevin Miller, and Curtis Lazar are all out for game six. Uh, other little tidbits. Taylor Hall, didn't he fight Mayfield? Yeah. I mean, that that's putting your balls on the table. I like seeing that. But the last time Taylor Hall dropped the gloves was, was in 2011, and Charlie McVoy was 13 years old. And then – I mean, this is just the morning skate curse. I think the last time we talked about the Islanders, I said I didn't like their free agent or their deadline pickups, that Palmieri wasn't doing anything. Well, fuck me. Palmieri leads them in goals. He has six goals. Peugeot, eight assists. Bovillier has 11 points. It seems like everybody's chipping in. I think they're kind of going with Sorokin now. He's 4-1 with 934, 232 goals against. I don't think Tuca has played bad. I think a lot of people are fucking, I don't know, Tuca sucks again. But um, what what's going on, man? You just want me to fucking respond to all of that, dude? That was a lot of information. <laughs> uh, what do you have on this series, dude? I don't know. I mean, I agree that the Bruins need secondary scoring. Uh, to me, Charlie Coyle's played well. He's had a couple good games. I know the points aren't there. I kind of blame that on Jake DeBrusque. He's out of the lineup. He was a no-call, no-show. So 
Not really surprised there. I thought Nick Ritchie played completely different in the last game, and he had played better in the first series. His production isn't there, but he's banging the body around, so I'm okay with it. And I think he has a good net front presence. Like I, I feel like if they can get one more person on that line, it'll work. As for the fourth line, I have mixed thoughts on our fourth line. Sucks Lazar's out. He was playing pretty well. He was a lot more plug, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I mean, he also disappeared at times. So I wouldn't say he was, like, unbelievable, but he was, he's been very serviceable. Crowley and Wagner have been kind of tough. It sucks because they've done so much. <clears throat> but you can tell, like, I think both their contracts are <coughs> Attaboy. Both their, Attaboy. I think I'm dying. <clears throat> I think I'm honestly dying right now. Both of their contracts are up, uh, and I don't think they're going to come back. Sucks. Uh, sucks because they've done so much. Like, for the organization, I think Wagner's been throwing the body around. Like, I know they haven't been producing, but if you look at our fourth line compared to the other fourth line, other than Wagner and Corrales' shitty uh, shitty penalties in the last game, they've been banging the body around. Like, people are acting – I now understand why people hate uh, the Bruins when they call it the perfection line because what do they call the Islanders' fourth line, the identity line? Uh they're not that sick. Like, Cal Clutterbuck is energetic. Matt Martin is slow. And Casey Sezikis, I so I'll kind of backtrack a little bit. Casey Sezikis is probably one of the best fourth-line centers in the league. Yeah, and Cal easily. Clutterbuck's older, but he's still very serviceable. I don't really – Matt Martin kind of hits people, but he doesn't really make plays. Martin has zero points in the series. Clutterbuck has one, like, secondary assist. And Sezikis did bury when Lazan, like, fucked that up at the end of that one game. So – I don't know. I just don't think there's really been that much of a difference between our fourth lines that are wash. I will say this. I can remember two or three different times. And I remember when it happened, I was like shocked that it was happened where the perfection line was out against the identity line and the identity line was like cruising in the offensive zone. And I remember like sitting there being like, how are these guys cycling the puck? And like their points might not be there. Right. Like we kind of talked about that, but being able to keep Bergeron, Marshan and, and Poshnak in their, in their D zone hemmed in for a little bit. Little shit like that kind of goes a long way. I don't know if that was a matchup or if that had just happened. I think it happened like twice, and I was watching it and I was like, "What's going on right now?" Um, I just, to me, the difference in this series, I just think the Isles are a little bit deeper. That that would be kind of, and I'm not saying the Isles' first line is anything like the Boston Bruins' first line. It's not even close. Like you guys had the best first line probably in the NHL, but when you're just keep rolling out all these guys like Bavillier, Bailey. Uh, Leo Komarov is an annoying motherfucker, but holy shit, he's, he's not been good. No, he's I not really don't think effective. he has. I, I kind of disagree with that. I think our I think our bottom six stinks, but I think if you look at our top six, it kind of overplays. Like if you look at most of the games, dude, the Bruins have outshot them, the Bruins have outchanced them, the Bruins yeah. have had more time. So like I so the narrative that the Islanders are just deeper, I don't know if I buy it. I still think the Bruins are the better team, but they gotta they gotta stop taking penalties. I think yes. Cassidy yeah. got fine. $25,000. I'm usually not a fan of them call, coaches calling them out. I'm kind of okay with it. I thought the refs kind of gave the game to the Islanders the other night. And it, and you can argue, like, our penalty kill stunk, which I agree, because if you look, both backdoor passes to the right side, which is where Carlo uh, or Miller probably would have been, so that kind of makes sense. Jared Tenorti is not good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, like I, I felt like I felt like you look at the Crowley call with that slash on the hands, and they had a made up makeup call later in the game. That was stupid. Like they just miss calls on the Bruins consistently, and like I wonder if there is a narrative. Like Lou Lamorello and uh, and Barry Trotz are like two of the most well respected people in the league, right. and like and like base and so 
Bruce Cassidy was complaining they don't get any calls against them. And Barry Trotz was like, look at the like, look at the numbers. We had the least number of penalties taken in the league this year. But it's like, yeah, that's pro- that might be why. Like, like I feel like it is true. Everyone's like, the Islanders are clean but hard. And I don't hate the Islanders, but it does seem like they have like half the number of penalties as the Bruins did in the regular season. How does that happen when you have those players? Right. <laughs> I would I would agree with that. And the, dude, the Bruins have to stay out of the box. Like, yeah. But what was weird is like the first shift of game five, right? That was the last game was game five because they're up three, two. Yeah. The first shift of game five, Marshan went out there and threw giant slashes, was cross-checking everybody. You guys ended up scoring and it was almost like, okay, they're going to let the fucking boys play. Right. And then all of a sudden it was like, nope, <laughs> we can't do that anymore. Like yeah. if you're going to call it, fucking call it at the beginning of the thing. Just don't do it whenever you want to fucking take your whistle out. Dude. And that, so that's the theme to me of like all the playoff series and really what's wrong with refing in general. Part of me thinks like, Part of me thinks that now that um, the NHL is like so regulated and they catch so much heat, like they put too many rules in these fucking refs' heads. Like I feel like as lo- all you need to do as a ref is like people need to know what kind of ref you are and you need to be consistent. It's kind of like baseball. Like there's umps that have like wider strike zones. Like the MLB doesn't crack on- down on their strike zones. Like they just make sure their strike zones consistent. You know what I mean? It's playoff hockey. Penalties should be egregious. Like if there's a hook and you hook somebody down, t- like slack, dude. To me, I don't think their slashing should really be a penalty in the playoffs unless you fucking two hand somebody in the in the wrist and it's like super super bad. Other than dude, it is playoff fucking hockey, man. Like it's going to be amped up. People are going to be battling for that puck. I just agree. I, I get what you're saying. I get yeah. what you're and okay. they, they stay out of the box. So he, so here's what I'm thinking. Game six. Now that Lazar's out, I hope they don't. Maybe they put DeBrusque back in. Maybe they bench Coyle or – or not Coyle, sorry, Corrali or Wagner. I'd like to see Trent Frederick get in the lineup. He plays with energy. Like, see what he does. Even if he – if he can bring any, like, sort of energy, I would be cool with that. He hasn't played in a while, but fuck it. I thought Carson Kuhlman brings a good amount of energy. You are good. Yeah, I don't he, know. He man. goes to the net, dude, and I, like that's where you're going to score goals in the playoffs. Like That guy gets a puck in the corner, he goes right for the fucking net. My issue with Carson Kuhlman is the Bruins scratch David Backus for Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals because Carson Kuhlman scored a game, goal in Game 6. And I always tell myself that if David Backus, Mr. USA, was in Game 7 against his former team, he would have somehow scored a goal. Uh, so that's what I have against Kuhlman. But I think maybe you put him on the fourth line with Frederick and like Corrali and just tell him to fucking skate and have Frederick fuck people up. That could work. I'm still optimistic. Varlamov's look great, but like at the same time, Varlamov and Sorokin have both been kind of inconsistent. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I thought Sorokin was going to be the goalie of the series. They switch it up after one bad game, and Varlamov's really been lights out, it feels like. So, like, do I trust that still? Tuka, they're saying, it's at 85%. I think it just comes down to goaltending. Game six, I feel okay still. <laughs> That's my update. I feel okay. As the worst part about the Islanders is you can dominate the Islanders for time and time again, and they're not going to fucking break. And then the moment you fucking take your foot off the gas pedal, they go the other way and score. Yeah. That New York Islanders hockey. Like, they it's are an- so good at capitalizing on turnovers, it's insane. It's annoying. That's like – like, I tell people, it's like the Islanders are just the Islanders. Like, this is Islanders hockey. I don't know how else to say it. And you watch – I don't know. You watch the games. Like, I don't hate the Islanders. I have no resentment towards them. I like their players. Like – I know I just tried to put down their fourth line to make me feel better about myself, but I know they're a good team and I like them. It's just, it's annoying to watch and have your team lose that way. It feels like, they, they, yeah. I know it's kind of like the Devils because it's Lamorello, but to me, it, it reminds me of losing to the Habs, like the 2000 Habs when you lose to them in the first round. Like, I know the Rangers went through that. 
It's like, how is it, how is Paul Byron scoring six goals right now? So that mm-hmm. like, um, <coughs> that's pretty much it though. <clears throat> Barzell's sick. I don't know if we said that. Really good player. It's just roping up hockey. It's everything coach McGuigan wanted us to do against Shen, dude. Just fucking the birds in our hands, just take our lumps and then attack, except for we just, we didn't have the puck to attack. So been there, didn't do that. Uh, one last thing on here, Travis Ajak was interviewed. I came from a team where if you weren't under 25, you didn't fit in, talking about how comfortable he feels with the Isles group. Is that not the least shocking thing ever, that Travis Ajak wasn't boys with Jack Hughes? No, and I probably – fuck. I probably won't um, – I probably might catch, like, flack for this, but I just don't think Travis Ajak's been that good. Like, I feel like if – Ever. Like, well, ever. no, I don't know if I believe – to me, he he was like a poor man's Derek Stepan, like in his glory days, which is like, you know what I mean? Like, how does he get all those assists? Yeah, kind of the same thing. But he was a second line forward. I, I don't know. I don't really agree with that take. But current day, he doesn't really do anything in the game. Like, if they had Wallstrom, they would look so much deeper up front. Yeah, I don't. I fucking hate Zajac. <laughs> but hey, how about this? Uh, Palmieri's playing really well, so hopefully the fucking curse goes the other way now, dude. I did that for you. Um, let's go to two series that I haven't watched any about the Carolina hurricanes and Tampa Bay lightning. I completely forgot that they were even playing Tampa Bay's up three, one, they won games one and two, two to one Carolina won game three and, and double overtime three, two, and then Tampa Bay bounced back and won six, four. We're going into game five with the lightning up three, one, Aho six goals, Svechnikov six assists. Aho's leading their team with 11 points. Nettle Djokovic. He's four and four with a nine twenty two eighteen. Pretty good for a goalie that we were kind of chirping. Like I thought his I stats were a lot better than I mean, dude. Those aren't bad stats for a goalie. I don't think. Um, Brady Point has seven goals. Kucherov twelve assists, seventeen points. I mean, must be nice not to have to play a whole fucking year and then hop in in the playoffs. Uh, Vasilevsky seven and three nine twenty eight two forty six uh, goals against. There's a couple things on here that I wanted to bring up. There was one play where Brady Shea high stick Kucherov skated right to the penalty box, and then they just didn't give him a penalty. You, you as a, is that like your worst fear as a ref, like missing a call so bad that the player goes right to the box, and then you have to tell him, "Hey, man, like, can you get out of here? You're making me look bad." Um, and then how would, how would what was going through Brady Shea's mind too? Who just skates to their to the box on their own? Like that's the last thing you do. Brady Shea does. <laughs> Fair. Fucking idiot. Um, and then lost in the Madison game for uh, Vasilevsky recorded his 40th career playoff win and passed Nikolai Hobby Bullen to become the winningest Russian-born goalie in NHL postseason history. I mean, the Lightning are really good, and you guys are going to end up playing the Lightning, correct? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel great about that. I wouldn't really feel too great if I were the Islanders either. I don't know. They look good, right? Kucherov, he has 17 points in this series in the playoffs so far, which is insane. Just didn't play the regular season. When is he – do you think he's getting close to having, like, a Brad Marchand reputation? I feel like people still don't talk about him that way, but he's an absolute scummer on that. Like a rat? Yeah, dude. Yeah, he like, went after Pesci, like, twice, I think. Um, he's just a rat. He's very kind of, like, quietly dirty. Yeah, he's, like, Russian dirty. Yeah, I don't know. He's got some Casparitis in him, I guess. Um, I, I don't really have – too much on this series. I thought Tampa was going to win it. Tampa, I think, will win the series. I don't see, uh, I don't see the Hurricanes coming back. And I don't know, man. I, I just don't believe in Carolina's rookie goalie. Still, like I know he's probably put up okay numbers. I, it's just kind of a, it's a tough series. Like the Lightning are great. I still think their D is kind of weak. If you look at the right side, they obviously are stacked with like Hedman and McDonough. 
Right. Um, but you look at like the right side, and I wish I could think of the fucking names right now. I'll come up with it. I don't know. Sergachev, I think, plays on their team. Chernak. Uh, do you think? Do you think that they're just as good as they were last year? It's hard. It's hard to say. I. I mean, I can't tell. I. They're kind of loaded depth wise too, man. Like Braden Point. I think Braden Point. Remember we were talking about the most underrated players in the league, like not that long ago. In terms of Braden Point's the most underrated player in the league for me, at least. He is so fucking good, dude. And like you see him in the playoffs, and he's sick. He's disgusting. Uh, Yanni Gord, really, really good player. Like they just have like these little guys: Barkley Goudreau, Blake Coleman. Like they have all. Everybody just chips in. Uh, it'll be hard to beat that team, to be honest with you. But yeah. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. I found it. They have, so Jan Ruda and Eric Chernak are the two that I was thinking of. They do have Savard, Sergachev, McDonough, Hedman. So their D are still good, dude. I don't – I mean, they're the best team. I feel like at the beginning of the year I picked them to repeat. I don't really understand why it would change. Cap circumvention, uh, cheating to win, you know. Do you think in the playoffs, like, a big part of winning games is, like, focus and, like, being able to really tone in on the little things, right? Right. So do you think that, like, Carolina worrying about storm surges? Do you think them taking I don't think they do storm – do they do, do you, storm surges anymore? I think they did in the first round. I, I haven't watched in the second round. But do you think even taking taking your mind off the prize, even if it's for five minutes in a group text, do you think that's what's playing into this right now? Because I would love to go with that. No, I don't think so. You know what was funny though, and I this is kind of like something completely random. Do you see? Um, speaking of, this is just Florida hockey and Russian, so it kind of feels like the Lightning. Bobrovsky had Panarin's wedding at his house, like he while sure he was basically the third string goalie, and they had a rookie in that, and he had his buddy down to Florida to get married. Yeah, kind of like that move because, like, if you're Bobrovsky, what do you do? Sit there and pout? Like, no, you want to drink. Beers with the boys, and you have to. You're ha- you're hosting Panarin's wedding. That's sick. I think Russians are so fucking cool, dude. Like, <laughs> I think they're like weird, but at the same time, like, do you remember the Kostitsin brothers would just go out and get fucking tanked in the playoffs, and then they would get scratched because of it? Like, who does that? Russians do. A hundred percent. I don't know. I thought that was that story was funny. It would be kind of cool if Carolina came back to force Game Seven, then the Lightning like beat them eight nothing. That would be poetic to me. We'll see what ends up happening. And then our last series, this is how out of touch I am. Like, I knew that the Colorado won the first two games, and then I just assumed that Colorado swept Vegas. I thought Vegas in the first round barely snuck out against the Wild, and I was like, I don't really take them serious anymore. But they're tied 2-2. Vegas won both games at home, 3-2, and then 5-1. A couple little tidbits. The Cadre suspension was upheld. Uh, March shows leads the team five goals, crossing six to six and nine points. Petrandro is averaging 24 minutes on the ice. Flurry's numbers six and four, nine, 24, uh, save percentage, 1.79 goals against pretty fucking good. Uh, McKinnon, eight goals, Landis Gog, eight assists. McKinnon has 13 points. Devon Taves leads their team in average time on ice, 25, 21. Grubauer, six and two, nine, 29, save percentage, 2.25. I don't know what's going to happen in this series. I think this is a complete toss-up. I will say this. I love when Jonathan Marchso p- performs in the playoffs because it seems like every time he does that, like at night, he'll go on Instagram and just chirp people. And, and he's doing it again, and I fucking love that. So uh, I know that we're not a huge Golden Knights pot. Well, you aren't. I'm kind of indifferent on them. It would be pretty wild to see them beat the Abs. Yeah, I guess. Maybe it just wasn't as big of a mismatch as people thought, which is probably true. Like, they're the type of team that's built to beat, like, a powerhouse because they can skate with you. 
I don't know. I still like the Avalanche. I thought uh, their coach, Jerry Bedard, Bednard's coach, Jesus Christ, Bednard, Bednard. Yeah. yeah, his quote was, uh, go ahead and check the numbers on our top guys tonight, see what they did compared to their top guys. It's not close. So he called out his first line. That was after game three, and I was going to say I like that move, uh, but they lost 5-1 in game four. So I don't really know if it worked. Um, yeah, I Kadri suspension, kind of classic. He could come back for game seven. Um, I don't know. What do you think about Kadri taking that to like arbitration or like hearing, trying to appeal? He's just trying to get back into the playoffs. I, I get it. Like that. I, There's that, no way he was gonna win that. No, but, in the riots if they like cut games off. Yeah, I. I mean, you do it just on the off chance that it happens, but it would be <laughs> like if Vegas wins in six, and then Kadri's unsuspended. Like that would have been just classic Kadri. So. Yeah. It'll be electric to see him in Game 7 because it kind of feels like it's going to go that way. It'll be electric to see him go to Game 7 then Kadri do something Kadri again. I saw a stat, too, that was cool. I think it was um, Rantanen had scored, had a point in his first 17 playoff games of his career, and then uh, the next game he didn't have a point. So a uh, streak ended. But 17 games is kind of crazy. I feel like Rantanen's crazy. Me, He wears the A. Like, you never really hear about him too much. I mean, you do, but when you hear about him, like, usually McKinnon's name's in the same sentence. Right. Right. But he's, he's very, hit. very good. Very, very, very good hockey player. He's fast as shit. He's good with the puck. Like, if Capo can kind of turn into that, I'd be pumped. Like, he's he's fucking nasty. He's a very, very good hockey player. But, I mean, that's kind of what we got with the playoffs. We have a quick Rangers update. They signed Nils Lundqvist to a deal entry level. So, uh, he's going to be coming in. He's going to be on the right side of the defense next year. There's a whole lot of rumors, this and that, who's going where, who the Rangers going to hire. I don't really want to get into that because I don't know. But just really quick on that front, and then beer league wise, I had a I had a couple funny things happen. So the first thing, I mean, I'm skating tonight. We go to Saratoga. Uh, everybody puts their sticks into the middle of the room, and then you just kind of toss them. It's like shinny, but like whatever. So everybody does that last last skate, and Garrison or Bizdev goes and picks the teams. And he he stacked our team beyond stacking. And, like, he knew whose stick was whose stick because when it was done, Blair looked over and he's like, are we on the same team? And he's like, oh, yeah. And he put me on, like, bad. I got called out for it. Cowboy hit me up and he's like, classic Jimmy Collins, stack of the team, so he wins. I'm like, that wasn't even me at the time, but, like, I would have done that. Uh, I got the text that I can skate tonight, and <laughs> he's like, you can skate as long as Garrison doesn't pick teams. So I think people are on to biz dev in terms of how he picks his teams. That's something to think about. Multiple complaints? Yes, multiple complaints. Sometimes I, I, by like three or four people. By like three or four people have texted me being like, what the fuck happened? Biz dev like presents himself as such an honorable person, too. Oh you know? yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. So sad to see. You wish you wouldn't do that. What was the score of the game? Do you remember? No, dude. It was a it was a lot to a little. And does that happen often at those skates or not really, no. <laughs> So we had that going for us. And then I got chirped by DJ Zumi because I wash my gear after every time I skate. When I say gear, I mean like Under Armour, Jock, socks, like that kind of stuff. How often do you wash your gear? What do you mean socks? Like the socks that go inside your skates. I don't think you wear socks. Yeah, so I just wear a fresh pair every time. I don't know, man. I probably wash my gear once a season. Okay, yeah, I do it after every skate. I have like a little laundry bag, and like when I get home, I open my bag and I take the laundry bag. I do a quick load of laundry, and then it's done. 
I just actually reminded my that just reminded me. Um, my jersey's like piss yellow at this point in the season, so I need to wash that. My white one, that's a tough look. You don't want to be that guy. Like it's okay not to wash it, but like be presentable. How's your skate going? Ah, uh, here's the issue with the skates. So I I think I played like two weekends ago. We've been playing the same team for like 15 weeks now. I think we're like, oh god, five seven and two or something like that. Okay. So not terrible. We had a lot of wins at the beginning. We've been struggling, kind of the theme of our team. But um, last week the rink was closed. Labor Day, city workers don't work. It's like, come on. Mem- like, Memorial Day, dude. Memorial Day. I think the Monday before that, um, the Bruins had a Monday night game. Like, I'm not sacrificing that. Yeah. And then last night the Bruins had a Monday night game. We got a text from the guy who runs the skate. He said skates off. Not enough people want to go. So I think everyone just wanted to watch the Bruins game. So that's kind of where we're at. Playoff hockey is taking precedent, which I'm okay with, but, like, I kind of miss skating. Like, some of the guys who don't like the Bruins went over there, and I think they just kind of shot around, and I think a goalie went out, which is kind of cool. But, like, what's your take on that? Like, a beer league versus, like, Rangers playoff game. Dude, Rangers playoff game every single time. I don't even think twice about it. And this has happened over the last couple years because the Rangers used to be good, where, like, that would happen. Like, even, like, I would text Jay and be like, hey, listen, man, like, you you need to change the date of this game because like I'm not going, and then I think he assumed that because I wasn't going, nobody else would go, and then he would change the game. That's nice. Which was kind I feel of like cool. I remember a couple you might have missed, like the year they went to the Stanley Cup Finals. You can't, um, you can't miss your team playing hockey, dude. You never know when the last game is going to be if something wild's going to happen. Like, right? I'm like that in the regular season though. Like if the Rangers are playing the regular season, I'm kind of iffy on what games I go to and what game. I just I fucking love watching the Rangers, dude. So it's like. Yeah, I'll go on regular season, but those are pretty much – I guess those are the only games I miss, um, unless it's like a big matchup, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Something to think about. Um, and then our last segment is Dom Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Dom. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. I fucking love that Dominic Moore is like a fan favorite now. It's great. Isn't it awesome? Just like I, we were on that train well before anybody else was. This guy was playing ping pong at his slam fest tournaments and we were fucking pretty much covering him. And now he's fucking on, on playing or he's on playoffs and like everybody said, dude, we already knew this. So don't come at us. Like you guys are the first person to realize that Dom more sweet. Okay. So, um, I have two heroes. My first hero with the IIHF, the Finland-Canada gold medal game. Well, I have a zero that has to do with this, too. The game-winning goal, the celebration that was just so stupid. I don't know if you saw it. was three-on-three, three and it was like – it was hard because it's three-on-three three and there's not that many people out there, but you're just kind of jumping up and down, hugging each other, waiting for people to come to you. That was kind of a rough look, I thought, personally. But over 3 million people out of 5.5 million Finns watched that game, the gold medal game. I, and it seems like every time Finland is in the, like the news for hockey or whatever, people dial in to watch it. For me, I fucking love that. I think Finland's slowly growing into one of my favorite European countries, which is exactly the opposite take that I had like not that long ago. But little shit like this goes a long way. Yeah, you 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 threw Finland's name under the rug. I did, and now they're back on top. Crazy so. though, it's crazy to see dude that Canada game. The Troy Snatcher move was nasty to win the yeah, goal. Yeah. I think they like. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but they lost their first three games. I watched them lose to Latvia, and I was like, this is fucking embarrassing. We kind of talked about how terrible these rosters were 
at the beginning, like Adam Henry captain of Team Canada in what world? Um, Brian Boyle was – well, Justin Abdicator was captain of Team USA before he got hurt, and then they put the C on big man Boyle, so. There you, so um, that's good to hear. I didn't know that. Uh, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, Gallant. So this is why everyone everyone's stock went up on Gallant because he just won this tournament. It's like – which is sick, but also like you didn't already know Gerard Gallant was like a winning coach. Yeah, and also, like, you just said that they lost to Latvia. Right. Exactly. So, like, where was the game one? Where are the boys? Are they not prepared? Are they like, 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 hey, guys, Canada should win that tournament every single time that they have that tournament. Yeah, especially – well, in that tournament, it should either be Canada or Russia because Russia has all their KHL guys. Right. Um, but, yeah, I agree. Um, and then my other hero, Merrick Rivik on Yarmir Yager. We went out for dinner. He brought special steel plate to put under his food, said it sucks out the bad energy, and he got it from a Russian nuclear physicist. He tried to convince me it works. After six steaks, I agreed so we could go home. Just a classic Yarmir Yager thing to do. He just does a ton of weird shit. It makes him who he is. Would you invest in a special steel plate to bring with you to like the Outback Steakhouse? Yeah, dude, I, I can't stop coughing. I don't know what's going on. Like. If someone could take fucking Yarmir Yager's metal steel plate and just slam me over the back like Monday Night Raw style right now, that would feel fucking awesome. I haven't watched Monday Night Raw in so long, dude. You used to make me watch that shit all the time. You'd be like, yo, what are you doing? I got Raw recorded. <laughs> you yeah, dude, you, you would like come over. Like we would get buckled or like we'd have hockey or whatever and like you'd sleep over and we'd get back and you'd be like, Ken, what are we watching? And I, and I would make you watch three hours of fucking Monday Night Raw, dude. We, you usually just fast forward it to like the fights. You'd be like, oh, no, dude, this is the main event. We got to fucking watch this shit. John um, But going back, I mean, what do you think? Do you believe in this fucking plate? I don't personally think it would work for me but maybe it works for yager it definitely works for yager like like you know what i mean like you put that plate in my hands nothing fucking changes but you put that plate in his hands and he's just like sucking out bad energy all day long dude that's what i'm saying and also like it isn't just a steel plate that you go on amazon to order like this is a steel plate from a russian nuclear physicist (laughs) like don't trust that i don't trust that um like i didn't it could kill me yeah, I didn't because the only time I've ever seen a Russian nuclear physicist is like in that HBO series Chernobyl, and that didn't really end all that well. But Yager had six, 766 career goals in the NHL, so it's like I think it's worth it. Yeah, I agree, and I feel like people always say Yager like invest in companies and shit. I feel like Yager should get this physicist on the phone. Um, instead of like for food plates, maybe make like toilet seats out of them, just shit out all the bad energy. Like, I feel like those might sell. If it a was steel, a toilet seat, I might believe yeah, in that. A steel toilet seat. Yeah, that sounds yeah. nice. Like, I like a cold toilet seat or it no. It sounds nice, but like at the same time, is that going to make you what's the opposite of fertile? Infertile? It, wow. Oh my God. Not, not that complicated. Um, <laughs> Is there a worse feeling in the world than sitting down on a, on a hot toilet seat where you can no. know someone's butt cheeks just warm that up for it's 15 like minutes? Steamy and humid. and You're, you're like in a gas station. Yeah. yeah. You're like wiping piss off the toilet seat before you fucking sit down. I fucking hate wiping piss off a toilet seat, dude. Show some respect. Right, dude? It's not like, that hard. Lift the seat, I, bro. If I piss in my, in my house and I piss on my own toilet seat, no harm, no foul. Uh, but if I do it in public, it's like show some respect. Plus, there's it's normally not for the, even there. for the restaurant. It's for the next guy who's got to take a shit. Like, you're at a bar. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. And, like, there's, like, a line out the door. And you have to pinch one out fucking quick. Uh, 
and you get in there, it's just piss all over the place. I would rather die than poop at a bar at two o'clock in the morning. Didn't you? You literally were on the toilet of a bar at like eleven thirty this past. Yeah, week. but I wasn't pooping. It was just because it was so fucking hot, and the bathrooms were air conditioned. I went in the bathroom, I took my shirt off, and just sat there for twenty five minutes. You've never taken a dump in a bar once uh, at Tap and Barrel when it was like. 1.30, and I, I, I went home right after. I, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror when I washed my hands. Yeah, I had a really tough one at, um, this isn't very relevant to people, but uh, Saratoga Tavern, it's like the second floor, maybe it's the third floor, like the toilet near the boom-boom room, but it it's not, it's a very active bathroom. Yeah. Um, it was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. It's not good, dude. Yeah. Alright, who's your hero? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how we got there. Hero of the week, I got two, too. I'll try to be positive. Shout out to the town of Buffalo. They got the first overall pick. I know a lot of people think Powers from Michigan's going to go one. We kind of talked about this before. There's some debate. Like, it's probably the hardest year to draft. Um, like, if you're a Sabres fan because their scouts haven't seen that much and, like, people's opinions fluctuate on that Powers kid, there's, like, five guys or, like, ten guys who could go top five. You know what I mean? So, I don't know what your thoughts are are on that. It's just not like a surefire pick this year. There's no like Sagan Hall. It's classic, Buffalo. it's classic Buffalo. You get the first overall pick and now it's like, who the fuck do we choose? And it kind of feels like the Rasmus Dahlin. Well, I guess Rasmus Dahlin was like the star, but at the same time, I don't think it was considered like the strongest draft. Maybe I'm remembering that wrong. I don't know. Good for them though. I mean, they suck. They earned it. Uh, I think I looked at the top five. Let me see if I can pull it up really quick. I know the Seattle Kraken, they got the second overall pick, which is kind of cool because I think Vegas got like six their year. So it goes Buffalo, Seattle, Anaheim. I like that. Devils four, Blue Jackets five. Um, shout out to the Devils. Who do they pick? Fucking Pavel Zaka. No, they're probably going to pick Jack Hughes' brother. Ooh, is that an option this year? Yeah. The third one's coming? I didn't know that. I don't really like that. Um, I don't know. And, as, and I'll go into my other zero of the week. I think it was a good week to be a Rangers fan like you're – you're in contention for a couple picks. You got the 15th overall pick in the mock draft, correct? Or the, the lottery? Yep. Like I just said, though, maybe this is the year where you get a steal at 15. Someone drops. You shouldn't have dropped. Like I think there's no there's no way they pick at 15. You think they trade up or down? I think they trade for someone. Oh, so you think the pick is gone? Yeah. I would, To me, if you're a Rangers fan and they draft at 15, it's like, what the fuck are you even doing? Yeah, like you tell us you want to make the playoffs, and now you're gonna draft fucking 15 overall. Like, I I don't know. Maybe maybe you trade down and you get one of those gritty type guys that everybody kind of wants the Rangers to get. I I'm I don't know. I don't know what happens, but I would be shocked if they pick at 15. Fair enough. And uh, my other Rangers tidbit: this came from friend of the program, uh, John Butchergross. Montreal wins in the regular season 23. Rangers wins in the regular season 26. Could have been them. It won in a bend, dude. <laughs> All right. That's it. I tell you what, if the Rangers were fucking playing the Winnipeg Jets, Evans wouldn't have to worry about anything because Chris Kreider wouldn't have back checked there, dude. He would have been offside. So. Yeah, who on the Rangers would have even made that hit? Buchnevich, probably. Maybe Smitty would have gone flying into the post. Fucking dude, I watched that Smitty Wilson fight pretty much once a day. <laughs> This episode's um, dedicated to Brendan Smith. Hal, do you have anything else? That's it, dude. Have uh, uh, have a good rest of your week, man. Uh, watch out. Disco Biscuits is going to be putting on a live stream soon, apparently. Yeah. 
Uh, we got to figure all that out. But I do have to poop and go play hockey. So thank you for tuning in, and we will talk to you guys next week.